and welcome to the Foot Fetish Podcast. I am your host, Ramon, producer and owner of Ramon's Faceful of Feet, the number one clip store for human furniture, face sitting, and foot fetish. And I'm going to be your host through this weird and wonderful world of foot fetish. Um, well, let's start at the top. We'll get into more of my history later, but just to give you some credentials, I'm 36 years old. I'm a lifelong foot fetishist. I've loved feet as long back as I can remember, at least till I was six. But again, we'll get into my origin story another time. Let's lead right off at the top. In case you're here and for some reason you don't have a foot fetish and you want to know what the hell all this is about, I'm going to clue you in. A uh, foot fetish, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is a fascination uh, with a non-object, a non-human object or body part that uh, affects sexual gratification. It's the only way one can get sexual gratification is through this object or this body part. Um, now, that's the strict definition of the thing. Obviously, there's many layers to foot fetish. And as I've gone through this world, through the different eras of foot fetish and the the, the different industries and talking to different people. The foot fetish world is so wide and varied. It's almost impossible. You can't nail us down. Who likes what? Um, there are people that just like bare feet. There are people that only like socked feet. There are people that uh, like uh, feet to be smelly. There's some people that want it to be clean. There's people who want nail polish. There's people who don't want nail polish and people who want all different kinds of colors and things. It's astounding how varied the fetish is. Um, there's people who just like to look at it from afar. Uh, as wide and varied as the human race is, so is the foot fetish. Um, so with that in mind, you can never figure out exactly who we are. But what we're going to do in this podcast is sort of open up the world a little bit so you know who we are and what we come from. Unfortunately, over the years, especially with the advent of the Internet over really the last 20 years, uh, foot fetish has kind of gotten a bad rap. And some of that's on us. Um, some foot fetish people can be very creepy. Um, really, any section of the Internet with anything sexual can be creepy, but I won't get into that bird's nest. Um, we're on foot fetish here, so we're talking about feet. One of the most important things to remember is that we're human beings. Um, there's a lot of shame associated with having a foot fetish, which uh, it comes from this attitude of it being kind of creepy. And, and I see where that comes from, you know. Um, also, before I get into any super details, forgive me on the audio for this. Uh, I know I sound like I'm in a tin can, and that's because I'm literally in a tin can. Well, an aluminum tin can. I'm in my car. Um, I have one of those fancy cars with the Bluetooth audio just kind of built in, you know. So for now, I'll be recording on this. But trust me, trust me, I'm going to, I do actually have audio equipment that I can use in a car. I've done it before. I'll figure it out. Trust me. Uh, the next one will sound better, I hope. Um, but I just wanted to at least get something uh, on tape, as it were. Uh, that dates me, doesn't it, saying something's on tape. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to the subreddit on reddit.com, Foot Fetish Talk. Uh, that's really where I was inspired to create this podcast. It's a wonderful community of people, men and women, um, that 
have a foot fetish, ask questions, discuss different aspects of it. Uh, it's really uplifting to see such a gathering of people, a gathering of foot fetishes that can talk like normal human beings. Because, again, we are normal human beings. There's just a few of us that give us a bad rap. A little drink there. And don't expect any editing on this podcast, good good people. Um, while I could have the opportunity to edit things, that would require a whole different recording concept, a whole different recording equipment, and frankly, I'm just not going to do that. So let's get back into feet. Historically, and I'm just talking out here, I'm not reading off anything, just as my reading goes, you know, as you have a fetish, you research it yourself. Foot fetish goes back all the way to the beginning of humans. Um, nobody called it a fetish back then, but people did, play, you know, there's cave drawings and there's there's manuscripts. People did focus on feet, and in fact, during the time when uh, sexually transmitted diseases were running rampant, especially in, I think it was the 16th century, um, people ended up focusing more on feet. They became a sexual object because people were scared of getting these STDs. So you'd see drawings of people, uh, these, these, these lewd drawings of people playing with feet. So it goes back to there. Um, and obviously the example everyone goes to is the Chinese foot binding, uh, which if you're not familiar, that is, I w- Google it if you want, but it's, it's not necessarily a pleasant thing to look at. Um, what they would do is they would take young girls and bind their feet so they would uh, have smaller feet. Uh, they would end up giving them this malformed foot. Uh, but that would become, in this era of Chinese history, it became this highly desirable thing for women to have called the lotus foot. It's not terribly pleasant to look at, in my opinion. And again, most of the, and most things I say on this podcast, because I'm the only one to record on this damn thing, is going to be my opinion and my opinion alone. So take things I say with a grain of salt as far as what things are attractive to people, what things aren't attractive. Everyone has their own preference. I mean, just like everything, just anything sexual in the world, uh, people have their own preferences. And I have my own. Now, back to the history. Uh, I think as the sexual movement, I mean, people have always had a foot fetish. That's really what I'm saying. As long as people have had feet, people have been interested in them. Uh, I think that was really blown open when they did the the study on sex, uh, when Kinsey did his big study on sex. People talked about their interests. I think it was, uh, and more studies they've done recently, uh, when asked people what sexual fantasies they would have, about 14% of the people that were polled, and I think it was a polling group of 70,000, some 14% that they had a fantasy about feet, a sexual fantasy about feet, or sexual interest with feet. Um, and that, you know, varying degrees there, but people were interested. Uh, the other fascinating thing I've read is that foot fetish is among the most popular fetishes in the world. Um, and in fact, a nice little factoid for you there, in the uh, 50 states, the most, the place where feet are Googled the most, or searched for on the internet the most, is Rhode Island. Rhode Island, good for you. Way to put your best foot forward. Yeah, there's a pun for you there. I'm going to try to not do so many of those. Um, as you may have noticed, this podcast is going to be a stream of consciousness when I'm recording alone, because that's just how I talk in general. A little drink there. Uh, 
in the next few episodes, I'm going to try to pull in some interviews with other working professionals in the fetish industry, and specifically people that work in the foot fetish industry. So that'll be something to look at. We'll look at dominatrixes. We'll talk to session wrestlers. We'll talk to uh, maybe some Instagram foot models. That's becoming huge these days. And you definitely see a lot of people trying to break into that world. So I'd love to get somebody on the podcast who can discuss that a bit more. Um, now, dipping back into my history, um, I grew up in a house that was very, I won't say closed off about sexuality, because we weren't. They were very, it wasn't a highly religious household or anything. Um, but we never really discussed sex, and my mother was very keen on keeping me away from, like, if, you know, there was a naked woman, she would cover my eyes on the TV, you know, I couldn't see anything like that. Um, but I will say my early memories, now we're getting into a bit of the origin, my personal origin of foot fetish, uh, which we'll get into more. Like I said, we're going to get into interviews. Another interview I'd like to do is with regular folk, regular people who have this fetish, same as I do. Because you'll find there are some similarities with the foot fetish origin story, but there's also some stark differences. So I'm always fascinated by those. And in fact, those are the most interesting posts I find on foot fetish talk. Um, so back to me, my origin story. I don't know exactly when it started. I don't have that clear memory of, oh, I was playing on the ground and I saw my, my mom's feet or my aunt's feet or anything like that. Um, you'll see that happen a lot in origin stories. I do remember being fascinated by characters in the books I would read, in the, the picture books I would look at, their feet. I would be fascinated by those. And it certainly wasn't sexual back then, but it was a fascination. Uh, you know, I would uh, circle them, and I would color them in for some reason. So that became, uh, I won't say an obsession. Later on it became an obsession, but I'll get into that as well. It was a interest for me. What did I like about these feet? I couldn't tell you at the time. Um, the first time I remember be, well, another person involved with my foot fetish uh, was my older cousin. I think I was six at the time. She must have been 16 or something like that. Um, I ended up sitting on her. I made this whole, I was very big on playing pretend, as most kids are, but in this instance, I made uh, pretend with her that we were in some sort of salon. She was just watching TV, um, but she played along with me because she was a, a good soul, I guess. Ha <laughs> ha, good soul. Um, she uh, would lay there on the bed on her stomach. She's watching TV. She'd put her feet up, and I would sit on her butt, and I would bring her feet to my face, and I would rub my face into her feet, and this was a thing that I really, truly loved doing it. was a, I, I, I couldn't explain it to you at the time. I can explain it now. But as a six-year-old, I don't know. It was just a, 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 this uncanny drawing moment. Like, I had to do it. Um, this is when she would come over our house regularly. She's since moved away to a different state as I got older. Um, I would have more experiences with other cousins as well. There was experiences of having them put their feet on my face, um, having them do all sorts of things. I would say if I had to pick what uh, my favorite thing to do with it, we'll get into that later. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. Uh, 
Hello, friends. Dr. Bell from Ramon's Faceful of Pete Clip Store here to bring you Ramon's Faceful Human Furniture. Human Furniture? Did you know? According to science, the human face is the most comfortable piece of furniture in the world. Science! Science. It's the ideal seat for butts both big and small. Big small. Bare feet fit perfectly within its contours. Contours. Do your feet smell? Ew. Don't worry. Your piece of human furniture will never complain or be able to. Our human furniture is comfy, squishy, sometimes squeaky, but always the perfect place to rest your smelly bare feet and butt. But don't take my word for it. Come on down to RamonFaceful.com and see our numerous examples for yourself with over 700 clips of foot smothering, face sitting, and the finest human furniture on the web today. RamonFaceful.com. Human furniture clips. Have a seat. Uh, so that's my origin story. Uh, and like I said, I find that the most fascinating thing about talking to someone who has a foot fetish. And I'm very interested to get some interviews with some female foot fetishists. That's right. There are lots of women who have this foot fetish. You'd be surprised. Um, Right there on Foot Fetish Talk, there's at least a good chunk, I'd say at least a dozen women there, probably more ones that may just lurk and not post that have a foot fetish. So we're going to get into that. I, I definitely want to have women on here to interview them and find out what their fetish is all about. What's their origin story? How does that manifest with them? Because for the longest time, um, it was a closely held belief of mine, and I think of the world, that fetishes pretty much were exclusively men. Men had fetishes, especially foot fetishes. Like, that was a man thing. Um, And then it opens up, and it's about women as well. Uh, but that'll be a future episode. This first episode, I really just want to get out. You see I'm covering a wide array of topics, and that's really so we can give you a survey of this. If you're coming here for the first time, you don't know what's going on, consider this a survey of what episodes will be coming in the future and a way for me to see how I sound on tape and to see if I can stop rambling for a minute and get to the point. Um, but once I have a more focused topic... Don't worry, I may ramble just a little less, or at least someone on the other line. Um, So back to me. As I get older, I have more experiences with cousins. Um, I would convince them through, like, unfortunately, there's a a lot of my history that has a bit of trickery in it. I would convince my cousins to, hey, why don't you do this fun thing? Again, this wasn't a sexual thing for me back then. It really wasn't. But it did seem like a thing that felt weird to me because I liked it. Because most people, and I think maybe rightfully so, are kind of grossed out by feet. Feet smell. uh, They're often dirty. They're not things you want on your face. But this is what I wanted. I wanted feet on my face. So I I would convince them, hey, let's do this fun thing. And I would always pretend that I didn't like it. You'll see that a lot with foot fetishes. We have this moment of, oh, we're trying to hide, oh, we don't like it. We're trying to hide that we like it, so we say we don't like it. Um, and there's been a lot of our experiences. This is not some, I'm not super proud of doing that, but I was a kid. What are you going to do? Um, kids make poor decisions. But these are my experiences, and that's what shaped me. Um, 
And as I got older, I loved having feet on my face, and then it became a more sexual thing. As I hit puberty and uh, had more experiences, I grew to learn that feet, as I discovered the Internet especially, uh, I was never drawn to traditional pornography. Never interested me. Um, Occasionally I would uh, check it out to see what it was all about. And unless there were feet, I wasn't super interested. Ah, I just dropped my sunglasses. Excuse me. I am driving a car, so you'll have to forgive me the occasional moment when I don't want to die because my sunglasses fell out of my visor. Um, So traditional pornography never interested me. Um, In fact, if I can be completely honest, I've always found it a little gross. I don't know why. It might stem from my mother, if we're going to psychoanalyze me now, uh, my mother hiding all the sexual things, making me run, you know, covering my eyes with a naked woman. Uh, but I think most mothers are like that, so I can't necessarily say that that's why I have this foot fetish. But maybe it's a, it's a factor, you know. I, I certainly would think it might be a factor. But I would search out feet-related things. And I don't remember how I got there, but I can tell you it was trample.com and fetish.com that were my first experiences into the fetish world. Uh, If you're not familiar with these two sites, it's awfully bold to call yourself fetish.com and pretty much only focus on uh, foot fetish. Now, they also did face-sitting and trampling, but trampling is a part of foot fetish, so that counts. Uh, And again, we'll get into those specific topics in later episodes. But it was awfully bold of them to call themselves fetish.com. And in fact, I didn't know it was pronounced fetish when I was that age. I called it fetish because I thought, oh, it's about feet. Therefore, it's pronounced fetish. Um, And I didn't uh, learn it until I think a cartoon. I don't remember which cartoon, but it was a cartoon. It might have been The Simpsons that said fetish. And I went, oh, well, I had that numbskull moment where I realized, oh, that's how it's pronounced. You know, it's a time when you've never heard it said out loud, but uh, you've read it a hundred times. And what I would do on these sites is I would find a picture. Now, see, this is a family computer, so I would never dare save anything. And, in fact, if I recall, back on our – this is on America Online, the Prodigy before then. Now, Prodigy, I just used to play games. I never actually looked up anything. But it was AOL, the AOL era was when I really found the, the foot stuff online. Now, when I would find a picture that I found particularly interesting to me, instead of saving it, Now, again, this is probably just before I realized I could save it. I would write down the entire URL to this picture. And I mean the entire URL. Now, this is way before the days of little short URLs. It was a nice, long URL. And I would write that down on a piece of paper, and I would hide that up on a shelf. So nobody would find it. Um, And then at some point, I learned to save the pictures. And thus, my collection of foot pornography began. Um. But this is what I did. This is what a kid did. Back in the, you know, you're talking, you know, mid to late 90s kid. This is what we did to uh, find our uh, pornography and keep it secret. Now, after that, after that era, you know, I was always interested in uh, pornography. It was just something I would uh, gravitate towards. I would be interested in... Other things as well. I was interested in face-sitting as well, but this is a foot fetish podcast, so I'll focus more specifically on that. Um, 
But talking about my fetish, because we're getting into what is a foot fetish. Um, my fetish also involves people sitting on me. I have what's known as a pressure fetish. Now, a pressure fetish is when um, you gain sexual arousal when people put pressure on you. Uh, when people sit on you, when people stand on you, though it's less standing for me, much more sitting. Um, my favorite position is for someone to sit on my stomach and put their feet on my face. Um, a foot fetish generally, generally, is a very submissive fetish in that I enjoy feet and I enjoy being subjugated by feet uh, in that, you know, my partner, in this case a female, um, though I am bisexual, uh, though I like ma male feet as well, I'm just a bit more picky with them, but I'm, 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 uh, I'm going off on a tangent. Um, generally, a foot fetish is a subjective thing. It's for submissives. It's not for submissives, but people generally think it's a submissive thing. But no, people who are into feet are tops and bottoms and switches. Uh, I've seen it all across the board. Um, but uh, my aspect of it is the pressure of it. Uh, I like feet completely covering my face and smothering me. So there's a bit of airplay in that as well, uh, constricting the breath. Uh, I'm also into smelly feet, not really smelly feet. Again, like I said, there's many different levels. I'm into more the natural scent of feet. Um, and when I mean my natural scent is, you know, you've just taken a shower, um, maybe you've walked around in the house barefoot for a while. Feet get a natural smell. It's the most perfect for me when someone's just woken up, when my partner has just woken up. I find that feet smell the best. Uh, then they smell the most like feet. Um, they're not too smelly. Now, I don't mind smelly feet either. I mean, there's a, there's a, um, uh, oh shoot, what's the word called? Um, pheromone. I think there's a pheromone attraction there. And again, that's different for every person. Some people are way into smelly feet, like really, really, really smelly feet. Like, oh, you've worn the same socks for like two weeks, smelly. I'm not into that. There is a level, a limit to how smelly I like them. I don't mind clean feet either. It just doesn't do as much for me sexually. Now, let's talk about that for a second. A fetish is defined as a sexual gratification. Now, this is a question I'm probably going to ask on Foot Fetish Talk pretty soon, but for me personally, feet are not always sexual. Now, what I mean by that is when I have them on my face, when I am I have feet near me, when uh, I'm looking at feet, it's not always a sexual thing. For me, like if someone has their feet on my face, I don't always get aroused by that. That's not necessarily a moment of that for me. It's a very zen moment for me. It's like this perfect moment when my heart rate lowers. When It's like a, a meditation moment for me. It's a perfect zen moment. It's my happy place. Now, whether that goes back to my childhood, where these instances where it happened, maybe it takes me back to that. Maybe it's the, the, the feeling of the pressure on my face. I'm not sure. But it puts me in a very centered place. And I'm curious if that's true for other people with a foot fetish. Now, it's kind of always been like that for me. Now, naturally, when I was a teenager, um, feet would arouse me almost instantly. But... Again, there was these moments where it was just this perfect little moment 
where it completely centered me. Um, and that's my question to you, Flix Fetish fans, is, is that the same for you? Do you find that you'll do it just to relax? Like, is it just a relaxing moment? Like, again, maybe it's similar to a massage. Like, a massage is not always sexual. Of course it's not. There are professionals that massage, and people don't get aroused getting the massage. They just feel good. Is it just a good physical feeling, a good visceral feeling to have feet on your face or, or, or feet in your hands or whatever your preference is? Uh, for me, it's on my face if I have to choose. Uh, but I also like them on the rest of my body. Um, and like I said, uh, I have a pressure fetish, but I'm not super into people trampling me. Trampling is when someone walks on you or stands on you in shoes, bare feet, or otherwise. Um, socks, uh, whatever. Uh, and we'll get into that. That can get really interesting. Uh, people that don't, aren't familiar with trampling as a fetish, that's a very interesting one. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Uh, I like people walking on me. I love people walking on my back. And nothing feels better than having your back cracked with someone walking on it. Um, but again, that's not a sexual thing for me. I've had people stand on my face. And that's, I tell you, that's a fun uh, sideshow uh, thing that needs to happen. Look up, uh, uh, um, oh, crud, what's his name? Um, Floor. I think his name's Floor. Is his name Floor? Ah. Oh. I'm going to kick myself. Well, there's a gentleman who does a sideshow act, a full sideshow act, and he has multiple women stand on him and one usually standing on his face. Um, it's definitely doable. It's not the most pleasant thing in the world. But again, that doesn't interest me sexually. It's just something I'm comfortable with. And when someone's walking on me, standing on me, it just feels kind of good. Um, it's not something I can endure very long. I'm kind of a weakling with that. Um, but... It is something that uh, I like having done to me uh, because of my pressure fetish. I like, I like the pressure. Now, as I get older, you know, I have this fetish. I have this pressure fetish. Uh, I don't have uh, many sexual partners. Uh, I didn't lose my virginity until I was uh, 20. Um, or was it 21? Oh, God, I'm getting old. I'm only 36. I can't remember the exact year. It must have been 20. It must have been 20. Uh, 20 years old. Uh, I get my, uh, I lose my virginity. Where are the 22? Good God, I'm old. Um, anyway, I lose my virginity. Um, I knew very early on in my sexual adventures, I would have to be completely honest with my partners that, hey, I like feet. Feet arouse me. I can give you great foot rubs. Um, I don't know why I knew way that early, like even when I was a teenager, I knew that was to be the case. Um, in fact, the first time I admitted to people that I had a foot fetish was in high school. Now, this is in uh, 1998 through 2001 is when I was in high school. That's when I admitted to it. This is not a time when foot fetishes, uh, people knew about it, but it wasn't like widespread like it is now where everybody knows about it. This is the years before WikiFeet. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but this, uh, but I admit, I admit it for the first time to first my friends. Um, I forget why. I think I was, I just trusted them and I was very open with them. And they would mock me about it later on, but it was all in good fun. I did not admit to another, uh, to a woman, to a, a girl, 
that I had a foot fetish until my senior year. Senior year, I felt very confident about myself, and I was very open. Uh, in fact, there's, there's, there's trips that I took in senior year where I would give, you know, a lot of walking trips, and I would give a lot of the girls foot rubs because they knew um, I was okay with feet. So they would regularly ask me for foot rubs, and their feet smelled so great. I got to tell you, if I can just brag for a minute, it was one of the some of the best experiences of my life. Um, haha, a fun moment for me. So I had a class ring, and I would always wear that because I, I bought a goddamn ring. I was going to wear it. Um, when I would rub their feet, I would wear that, and because I wore that when I'd rub their feet, their feet smell would linger on that ring for longer. So it'd be a nice reminder of the foot smell. Um, maybe that's a little creepy, but listen, I'm being honest here. It's a podcast about being honest. Um, so that's when I admitted that. I, but I knew even back then, uh, moment of clarity, I had to be honest with any of my sexual partners because that's what I liked. And I don't know why I was so sexually awakened that way that this is something very important to me. Speaking of being sexually awakened, I had a moment early on in my discovery of my fish, which obviously was before I was a teenager, or just as I became a teenager, 12, 13, as I was looking at this internet uh, foot fetish uh, material, I wonder if looking at this will stunt my sexual growth. That was a concern of mine, even back then, which is weird to think about. I thought, huh, this is odd. I don't necessarily want, I don't know if it's a good idea if feet and face-sitting, and these things that are not, technically not sex. I wonder if I should focus on those. I wonder if I should stop focusing on those so that I will be attracted to a partner when it's time to have regular sex, when it's time to have sex with with another human being, um, and not just masturbate in the basement. I had that moment of clarity, and there was a brief period of time when I would try to masturbate to more traditional porn or just beautiful women. Um... And I found it very difficult to do that without imagining feet, without looking at the pictures of feet or the videos of feet. And admittedly, I didn't have a credit card back then, so I couldn't have access to videos. Back, let me tell you, back in those days, the only videos you could get is if you paid for a website membership for $50 to $60, or you'd buy a video which ran $49.95. And that's, you had to order it with an order form, or you had to go to a sketchy store and hope they carried that kind of stuff which, again, they won't sell to most 12-, 13-year-olds. So I was kind of out of luck without a credit card. And I'm certainly not asking mom and dad, hey, can I borrow your credit card? I'm going to go get this foot fetish stuff. Um, wouldn't do that with regular porn, let alone let them know, hey, I'm kind of in defeat. So anyway, back to me. So I knew I had to tell my sexual partners that that was a thing. So I got my first girlfriend. She was a little wary of it at first, but she opened up to it. Um, she had, like, size 9. I will remember every shoe size I've ever had. Um, size 9 she was, which is one of my favorite sizes. I'm very – that's another thing I focused on. Uh, some people are more focused into the look of the feet, whether they're bare, whether they're um, – whether they're, they got socks and all that. One of my focuses is the size of the foot. That's another thing that's very – some people like smaller feet. Some people like bigger feet. Personally, I prefer bigger feet. Now, do I mind small feet? Hell no. If you're willing to put your feet on my face, um, we're good. Uh, I'm into you. But as far as uh, my attraction, it's bigger feet. Now, 
the reason for that, I couldn't say exactly why. Maybe because there's more feet to love. Maybe because bigger feet cover my face better. I, maybe it's that. I think it is that. Because I like that smothering aspect of it. Um, so she had size 9 feet. I loved that. Um, she also they, Her feet smelled a lot, uh, which was great for me uh, because I'm into smelly feet. Um, and then, you know, I had a few more girlfriends, a few more sexual partners. Um, then in 2007, maybe it was right before then, 2006, um, I decided there was a website that popped up called Clips for Sale. Now, if you're not familiar with Clips for Sale, Clips for Sale is an online marketplace where you can go to these different stores that sell uh, sexual material. It ranges everything from the more traditional porn all the way to foot fetish, trampling, face sitting, um, bondage porn, rope play, uh, pretty much everything under the sun. If you really want a fun afternoon, just go to Clips for Sale and just look through the categories. You don't even have to look at what they are. Just look through them. There's so many. I highly recommend going to Clips for Sale and checking it out. Um, now, what you can do on Clips for Sale, it's all run by... Um, I hesitate to use the word amateurs because these, aren't, these are people like me who are trying to make money. We're professionals. But anyone can start a clip store. Now, this was a novel concept uh, back in 2007. Now, 2007, 2006, it had already been around. I forget when they were founded. It must have been, I want to say 2004, 2005, maybe a little later than that. Uh, but I decided, hey, I want to start my own clip store. I, I'm, I'm going to put up or shut up. I've looked at all this material over the years, you know, I've watched all the different things. I want to make my own. That's the next step. That's the next step for me. Um, because I was always a director at heart. When I was a young kid, even when it wasn't involving fetish things, um, I would direct my cousins in little plays. I would um, organize these, these little performances. Um, I was a very, I'm a director. That's who I am at heart. So I said, you know what? I don't see enough of what I like on the internet. I'm going to make my own and see if I can make a buck doing it. So I would put an ad on Craigslist. I would say, hey, you know, I want to start this thing. Why don't you part? I don't have a lot of money to give you right now. Why don't you partner up with me and, you know, work together and we'll split the profits. I, I, would, I would, you know, put an ad for women to do this. Um, needless to say, I got no responses. I would, I would even say, hey, why don't you come for me an audition and we'll go from there None of these things worked, um, and I wasn't trying to trick anyone with that audition. I just wanted to see who I could get, and if I could get someone, maybe then I could find some money, but I had no money. I was a poor, poor man uh, back in 2006, after college. Um, so I'm trying to figure my way through the fetish world, and, and I'm just not finding anyone, and then I get a message from my friend, uh, Damien. Now, Damien is the owner of... Uh, I always screw this up. I always screw this up. It's either BSDL or BDSL. I think it's BSDL video. He's still around. Go look him up. He said to me, hey, I've got a store as well. Now, now I've reached out Personally, I reached out to a whole bunch of different producers just to ask questions and stuff. Um, a few wrote me back, but it, it never really amounted to much. Uh, most didn't write me back, and I understand that. I'm just some dumb kid. Uh, 
Um, but Damien reached out to me and said, hey, I've got a store. Where where do you live? And I told him where I live. He said, you live up the street from me. I could not believe it. So we met outside of a post office, and we chatted for what felt like hours, just about what we liked, what we're into. He gave me pointers about like, hey, you know, you got to have some capital to start. you got to actually pay these women. They're not just going to do it for free. He would like cold call with He would talk to women on the street to get them to model, which I would never do. That's my own personal thing. I just, I'm not good at cold calling women, you know. But that's another thing. He gave me all these pointers on what to do and how to do it. And I couldn't be more appreciative of what he did for me. In fact, he's the one who gave me my name, Ramon, my, my moniker, Ramon. Uh, I went to a, one of his shoots. Um, I helped him record some things. I was in a few of his videos. In fact, if you go on his website, uh, on his uh, Clips for Sale, BSDL or BDSO, whichever one it is, I apologize, Damien. If you go to one of his um, and look up Ramon, you will find my first video I was ever in. And there it is. And from there, you know, I got some money together. I found some women. Uh, my first girl, Marion, um, she was this delightful girl. I met at her apartment, which was connected to her grandparents' house. It was very strange, but it was a nice little apartment. You'll look on my Clips for Sale site, which RamonFaceful.com, R-A-M-O-N-F-A-C-E-F-U-L-L.com, RamonFaceful.com. Go there, and you go to the number one clip there, and that's my first one was Marina. Um, I started back in 2007. I've been doing this for 12 years now, and I've been going strong. I've got, I've got over 20 different models working for me, and I don't intend on stopping anytime soon. Um, but that's where it all began for me. And I, I knew that way back when I first started finding other, other sexual partners that I had to be proud of my fetish. Um, you'll find a lot of different fetish people are still ashamed of their fetish. And I read things, these poor people, on uh, some of them on Foot Fetish Talk, that only recently, after being married for 10, 15 years, finally admit to their spouse that they have a foot fetish. I can't imagine what that would have been like. Like, I can, uh, for me, feet have to be part of the equation. They have to be. And that's just me being honest. Um, I can't imagine what these poor souls had to deal with. They're, they're going through life hiding their fetish. Now, 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 look, 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 look. I'm not saying broadcast it to the world. I'm not saying you have to tell everyone in the universe that you have a foot fetish. If you want to, fine, but I'm very much of the opinion that your sexual being doesn't have to be broadcast to everyone in the universe. That's your personal thing. But if someone asks me, hey, do you have a foot fetish or do you have any interesting, or if it comes up in conversation, I'll admit it freely. I, I'm not ashamed of my fetish. I think it's a completely normal thing and it should be more accepted. And that's one of the reasons I start, I'm starting this podcast is to hopefully build up some acceptance of the fetish. Um, yeah, some people, they're, they're ashamed. And there's, there's younger people there. There's teenagers there. Who they're they're so scared of people judging them for that, and we're we're hoping to those of us on there are hoping to, to bolster them, be like, oh, it's okay, you know, these these eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds who are just getting maybe girlfriends for the first time, they're so concerned 
how should I tell my, my girlfriend? How should she tell my significant other? Um, uh, men too. There's absolutely a gay foot fetish. Like I said, I'm bisexual. Um, I'd love to talk to some gay men and find out their take on this. You know, where did their uh, foot fetish start? Probably very similar to mine, but just uh, slightly different. Um, because obviously their sexual awakening was different than mine. Because they're, they're attracted, more attracted to men than I am, obviously. Um, and others in the fetish. Um, 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 um. So you have these people who get a significant other and they're scared or concerned or not sure how to open up about it. But then you hear these delightful, wonderful, uplifting tales of triumph and victory where they did admit to their significant other that they have a foot fetish, that they, they, they admitted it. And they had a partner that was understanding and was open to it. Even if they didn't understand it or know about it, they were willing to try. And that's such a positive moment. Um, it's a wonderful thing to hear about happening. And I'm glad we can help some of these people along. We also see posts from uh, partners of people with a foot fetish uh, that don't know what to do. They want to please their partner, but they're not sure. They've never experienced it before. They don't know how to act. Um, and we'll do a podcast on that, what to do if your significant other has a foot fetish. Well, what does that mean for you? How can you help them along with that? So you see all those different kinds of experiences come out of a foot fetish. Like I said, the world of foot fetish is so wide and varied and I've, I personally have had a lot of experiences with feet. I've had over 150 different pairs of feet on my face and experiences with feet. So I have a lot of experience. Um, and I want to extend my experience to anyone who may need help, anyone who doesn't understand this fetish, anyone who may feel ashamed. Now, look, if and you've got to be honest with your partner. We'll get into that when we talk about that on a different podcast. You have to be honest with your partner. And if you're just not into people being into your feet, you have to be honest because, I mean, that's an important part of sexuality, in my opinion, and sexual experiences and good sexual relations is being honest with your partner about what you like, what you don't like, especially what you don't like. Uh, and that's important if you have a foot fetish, uh, you know, being open and honest about it. Uh, and again, I don't think you have to broadcast it to everyone in the universe like, oh, I'm the foot guy because... You know, look, I don't want to hear that you're way into butts. I don't want to hear that you're way into breasts. I mean, I, I just, I, that's your business. I don't need to hear about your sexual business. You don't need to brag about it. You don't need to do that. Same thing with me. Uh, but if you're listening to this podcast, the Foot Fetish Podcast, I'm going to brag a little. Look, if you came here and you've listened this far, <laughs> I'm gonna, you're going to hear some odd things come out of me and out of my guests. Um so this is about the length the podcasts are going to be. This is just when I'm available to do them. Um, some may be longer, some shorter. Um, I hope to do it on a weekly basis, but there's going to be times when I'm not able to... Excuse me, I'm full of, full of burps today. There's going to be times when I'm not available to record a podcast. Um, but I hope to come out with this on a pretty regular basis. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please... Like and subscribe to this. Right now we're just on Spotify and on Anchor.com. Um, that's where this is being recorded on, is Anchor, which seems like a pretty good app. It makes it very convenient to record. Um, but find us there. Find us on Spotify. Hopefully in the future you'll find us on iTunes and other mediums for podcasts. Um, if you have any comments, 
questions, concerns, criticisms, email me at RamonFaceful at gmail.com. That's Ramon, R-A-M-O-N, Faceful, F-A-C-E-F-U-L-L at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on Foot Fetish Talks. I'm going to post things there. Come subscribe to that. It's a really, really great subreddit. Um, and go to my website. Check out my clips. If you have a foot fetish or interested in human furniture or face sitting, go check me out. Again, RamonFaceful.com. I've spelled it twice now. You should figure out how to spell it. Um, or if you just look for the clip store, uh, my clip store number is 16917. Uh, by the way, when I started in 07, that's how many clip stores there were. That's how they assign them is the order in which you make a clip store. So I was the uh, 16,900. And wait, 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 I screwed up the number. 16917, uh, right? Ah, I forget. I messed it up. Just go find my website if you're interested. Well, that's about all for me today. So salutations and souls to you. Oh, that's fun. You know, maybe I'll start the podcast with greetings and feedings. Does that just sound like feedings, like eating something? I don't know. I'll try it. If it works, let me know. Salutations and souls to you, my good foot fetish friends and foot fetish interested people. I'll see you next time. This is Ramon on the Foot Fetish Podcast.